0: Opinions and suggestions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. This following program is sponsored by Causeway LLC. Information in this broadcast is not intended as an investment, tax, or financial advice. Matthew Moore is not a licensed investment advisor and speaks solely from his experience and opinions. All information in this broadcast is for entertainment or educational purposes only. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa are not responsible for the success or failure of any person's investment decisions or purchases. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa makes no and expressly disclaims all representations, warranties, and guarantees with respect to this broadcast and its sponsors. Investing in any market is inherently risky and can be financially dangerous. Invest at your own risk gather knowledge in the world of cryptocurrency right now on 1023 krmg tulsa's news and talk welcome to cryptocurrency with matthew j moore matthew is locally based right here in tulsa questions comments concerns call 918-460-5764 or send us an open mic using the krmg app now here's cryptocurrency with matthew j moore
1: and good sunday evening to you my name is russell mills i am tickled pink to be here with my buddies matt and eric and chris as we dive into the world of cryptocurrencies. And we're going to talk today about, you know, is cryptocurrency just a big scam? Is cryptocurrency what's going to push us over the top and make climate Once forever, burn us all alive. Well, probably not. Actually, it might be on the upside for those folks who are worried about things green. And I'm not talking about money here. But let's go ahead and turn it over to our host, because he knows way more about it than I do. His
2: name is Matthew J. Moore. Hey, Matt. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks, Russell. Thanks for the introduction. We are here in studio with America's, one of America's only cryptocurrency radio shows. And we like to bring some interesting topics. And today we most certainly do have a interesting topic to cover, something that's been brought up quite a bit. And if I was to be a uh, somebody to predict, I would say that we're going to see a lot more of this kind of conversation. And uh, if you were just curious, what is the price of Bitcoin right now? It's actually $46,905.08, depending on what exchange you're looking at. But I want you to consider this, despite the prices, despite money, right? What does Bitcoin do to the environment? That's a big, big discussion right now, especially in the Bitcoin space. Uh, And you know, in my opinion, it's time to get our fiat footprint to zero, right? We can talk about uh, carbon footprints and we're gonna most certainly do that today. Uh, But you know, there is a war brewing in the world of Bitcoin and the war drums, they are beating, right? The common narrative I've been hearing is, Matt, why do you push Bitcoin so much? Don't you know it's expensive and bad for the environment? Bitcoin's time is limited. There's no way that the climate fanatics will let you use Bitcoin. It's too energy intensive. We have to get our carbon footprint to zero, or guess what? The whole world is doomed. So, but, to make matters worse, the billionaire... Co-founder of Ripple, or XRP, Chris Larson, is now teaming up with an organization called Greenpeace and the Sierra Club in order to crap on Bitcoin so they can shill their own project. Chris Larson is literally bankrolling a $5 million campaign to encourage the Bitcoin community to change the Bitcoin code from proof of work to proof of stake. And we'll dive into what that means here in the episode. But this is, this is my opinion. This is, this is kind of laughable for multiple reasons. Uh, the first one being that this is the last thing, in my opinion, that Bitcoiners will ever do. In fact, it will probably create another what they would call hard fork of Bitcoin if it is attempted, with uh, the result of the newly forked project failing, just like the ones before it, like Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV. And second, it destroys Bitcoin's value proposition of being a fair form of money if adopted. And I will explain that concept a little later in the episode as well. But my third point, Bitcoin's energy consumption is not necessarily bad for the environment. It's actually helpful in unlocking renewable energy sources as we make renewable energy more viable. So didn't think you, uh, if you've been listening to this, I'm sure you uh, didn't expect that coming. Uh, But we're going to unpack this idea with our guest today. And uh, Bitcoiners around the world, they've got this fight brewing and the cyber hornets protecting bitcoin will have absolutely no mercy but before we unpack this controversial episode and debunk the fear uncertainty and doubt i want to introduce to you my fellow monetary freedom fighter and co-host eric cooper eric welcome to another episode my friend you ready to hash this episode out
3: i like it i like i like the pun there uh yeah no it's uh laughable I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with laughable too
2: well um you know it's it's in my opinion, you know, in order to take this valuable content and and bring these interesting and, and sometimes controversial topics. It's all made possible because of our sponsors. In fact, Eric, why don't you uh, share with our listeners about the advantages that they can get with this segment sponsor.
3: Yeah, this segment is brought to you by a company called Hedge. If you have a strategy to obtain cryptocurrency on a regular basis, you're in a good place. Uh, Do you plan on automating your dollar cost averaging? What about getting all or even part of your paycheck in cryptocurrency? Hedge is revolutionizing how we get paid. Hedge makes it easy to automatically convert your pay into crypto. Whether you're an employer or an employee, you can get started in four easy steps. Start getting paid in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. Crypto is a long-term play and strategy is needed to start today. today. That is it. Uh, hedge is here to make it easy stack those sats month after month. What are you waiting for? Start living on the hedge. And uh, you can check them out at gethedge.io. Again, gethedge.io. And uh, Matt, I think that uh, we make it even easier than that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, if you're really serious about uh, checking out what they have to offer, you can go to my website, mattjmore.com, as well. And on the homepage... You'll see a button that says Get Hedge, and you can start the sign-up process. So, uh, but let's bring, let's go ahead and kick this off and bring on our uh, actually returning guest and main guest. He resides right here in Tulsa and is literally changing the world. He is changing the way that we look at energy and is perfect for this conversation today. Who is he, you might be thinking? Well, none other than Chris Ransdell from American BitPower, and uh, they are a Bitcoin mining operation right here in Oklahoma. Chris, welcome back to
4: one of America's only radio shows dedicated to this subject. Please introduce yourself. Thank you very much, Matt. It's always a great time being in your show and discussing topics that are really important, not only just to the Bitcoin fans, not only just to people who want to make money, because I think that we all want to make money, right? Sure. Yeah, but it's also important now to our everyday life because it's a matter of saving our Earth, saving our uh, energy, and being more responsible stewards of what we have. And believe it or not, like you said, the Bitcoin community at large is furthering that cause.
3: Chris, I, I know that we're going to be heading to the break here in about four minutes. But before we do, give me uh, you know, your opening thought on why this uh, ESG or environmental crowd is looking to attack Bitcoin. Is it just a simply a lack of understanding or is, is it intentional? What's going on?
4: Oh, it's definitely there's there's a lot of ignorance involved in this because when you see something, you consume a lot of energy immediately. You just just kind of poo poo it. We got to stop term, that right yeah, now. This is this is this is a problem, and unfortunately, because this is threatening certain industries that are having a lot of uh, of their control being pulled or strained, they're going to jump behind this misinformation about the cryptocurrency world at large. So believe it or not, I think it's really rooted rooted in, in the fact that people do not have the, the accurate information. They don't have the knowledge of how much we are furthering the green energy, how much we're furthering the ESG subject at large. Now... Um-
3: I, I mean, we were talking about it last time. I encourage people, like, anything that you hear, even if it is on our show, go take some time. Don't just stop at the headlines. Get in there, dig in. Matt, you say all right. the time, you consume, like, six to ten hours of content, you know, uh, on daily about Bitcoin and, and crypto. So, Close to that. Yeah, it, I mean, a lot. So I know we're going to unpack this in the upcoming segments, but uh, what should the uh, overall game plan be for Bitcoiners moving forward to battle the uh, this this junk?
4: well as a as a Bitcoin miner myself, as a company that manages now we're up to about ten megawatts, which mm-hmm. we're really proud of that. Uh, and you might have been hearing some of these larger five hundred megawatt, two hundred and fifty megawatt. but if you look at what they're doing, they're also pioneers in this this alternate energy uh, solution. so we're we're trying our darndest to find the most economic and least invasive solution because that is better for us individually. Yeah. So our agenda matches the Earth's agenda, matches this green agenda, because we want to, first of all, we, we live here. We want it to work here. So I think the best thing to do is talk to a miner, all right? Talk to me, call me, message me. Well, don't necessarily pass my <laughs> cell number out, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but really talk to a miner, but get the information straight from the source and then go look at our operations, look at what we're doing. And we have a couple examples we'll bring up later on today. In, uh, in the show that you can see exactly what some of the big boys are doing here in Oklahoma today.
3: So not starting with pitchforks and uh, burning you guys down, but actually let's have a conversation? Yes, you know, okay. rational approach, right. Right. And well, you know, I just want to remind you guys
2: before we go to break, uh, we will be heading down to Miami, Florida uh, next week, uh, actually on Tuesday for the Bitcoin conference. Uh, And if you're interested in still going, I think they still have tickets. You can go to my website, mattjmore.com and uh, check out all the details there and use our promo code KRMG10. It's going to be a blast. Education, sun, and uh, just lots of after parties and great people. I mean, it's
4: we went last year and looking forward to it again. I've been looking forward to it myself. Yeah. Uh, Is this going to be your first time, Chris? This is going to be my first time. I'm popping my Bitcoin 2022 bubble.
2: Well, you know what? We're going to we're going to have a blast. So, you know, but when we come back, we're going to we're going to unpack why Bitcoin's energy consumption is actually could be good for the environment and uh, the concept of why it's actually fair money. So, and think think about this. Why? Why will it help us transition to make renewable energy more valuable for society at large? We're going to cover that. So, stay tuned, my friends. We will be right back with more digital gold and unconventional thinking.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, one thing Chris Chris hasn't really told you exactly why, you know, they're doing the well I'll just sum it up for you real quick. They're taking natural gas that would normally get vented out into the world, right? For, for no good purpose and turning it into energy. So uh, it's a win-win. We'll talk more about that coming back. You are listening to Cryptocurrency with Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Matthew J. Moore. And, uh, and me, I'm Dick Lofton. And I'll be right back. Here's some 1023 RNG Tulsa's News and Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Cryptocurrencies with Matthew J. Moore. I'm Russell Mills. Thank you very much for tuning in this evening. The discussion tonight, is Bitcoin good for the environment? You know, you might be surprised at the answer. I think a lot of people have this misconception that, oh, it's this massive energy generation and it's creating, you know, it's enlarging our carbon footprint. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. And here in Oklahoma, where the energy sector is meeting the Bitcoin sector in perhaps ways Unparalleled anywhere on our planet. We've got some some great people to talk about it. Starting
2: off with our host
1: Matthew J. Moore. Hey, Matt.
2: That's right. This is Michael here. I'm just kidding. No, it's actually Matthew. Uh, <laughs> I'm busted. <laughs> just busted with you. Uh, no, actually, no. We're we're here in studio, and I want to welcome all of you crypto newbies, lovers, and experts. Uh, we're here to unpack some interesting conversations around this topic. Uh, but uh, I do want to introduce uh, my trusted co-host Eric Cooper. Eric, you ready, man?
3: Hey, you know what? Um, we have been doing this now for 42 episodes. Crypto is much more in-depth than um, money that you can buy on an app, right? So um, if you want to go back, listen to—we've uh, talked about crypto with war. We've talked about crypto and blockchain, you know, providing diplomas for people over, over overseas. So you can go to KRMG's website. It's krmg.com. You can download the app, go on-demand, look and listen to all of our past ones. But now we are also Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. YouTube, anybody. I mean, go to Google, search Matthew J. Moore in cryptocurrency, and you will find quite a bit.
2: That's right. And uh, with us today is a local Bitcoin miner who specializes in this subject of energy. He's the vice president of the company known as American Bit Power.
4: Chris Ransdell, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. This is more fun than a bowl full of monkeys that are mining Bitcoin.
3: Hmm.
4: <laughs> is that like monkeys is in a Is that how you do it? So is it that is the new green energy. Labor. It's
3: monkey energy. <laughs> we don't talk about Christian you that way into your face, just FYI.
2: <laughs> well, guys, uh, before we dive into this topic today, I want to make myself very clear here, okay? I'm personally not against the environment or renewable energy. In fact, it is the opposite. I think these are noble goals that should be pursued. And I subscribe to this idea of being a good steward of our life and our environment. Uh, It's simply personal responsibility. And I want to see renewable technology evolve, grow, and work. So, however, you know, there, there is a large difference between somebody who wants to help the environment versus somebody who might be a doom and gloom climate fanatic. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really subscribe to that idea, but we have to, you know, and I don't really subscribe to the idea of using tyrannical force to achieve these goals either. And uh, I most certainly don't agree with the world economic forum that in order to save the planet, we will own nothing and be happy. Hmm. And uh, to completely stop using all forms of fossil fuels in the near future is probably unrealistic. And I believe all of these objectives, though, can be achieved through free market solutions and incentives like Bitcoin mining. So, surprise, surprise.
3: Now, Chris, as, as a Bitcoin miner, can you describe how Bitcoin mining incentivizes, uh, incentives green energy and development and how much of the uh, current mining is done with green energy versus fossil fuels? Um, and then
4: do you see this increasing? Absolutely. First of all, the, incentivate, the, the the incentivization, is that the right word? The incentivizing of green energy is boils down to the almighty... Uh, currency. I'm gonna, I'm not going to say almighty dollar anymore because I want almighty Bitcoin here, right. mm-hmm. but the almighty currency. And so cryptocurrency mining requires a lot of energy, and we want it to be at a lower cost. So let's, let's be honest here. The main incentive is actually what the lowest cost is. Yeah. The good news is the lowest cost is green energy. Mm-hmm. It's hydro energy. It's wind energy. It's nat- it's, it's reduction of flare and, and stranded natural gas. This is the stuff that is actually causing the, the natural gas problem is an issue. We are burning in, in the United States alone as much natural gas as it would cost to provide 100% of the energy in our country. We are literally torching it into fumes into our atmosphere. So we can neutralize that through Bitcoin mining. Now, I don't know the global percentages because a lot of countries are not reporting at all what, how and what, yeah. where they're getting their energy. Actually, most of them aren't. Yeah, well, and I would say I've been actually been reading some statistics.
2: It's actually I think more than half of Bitcoin mining is done with renewable energy.
4: Is, have you heard that, Chris? I have heard rumors that it is right at half. So okay. my, my rumors are, are resources saying right at half. Yeah. However, you Kazakhstan know, Kazakhstan's not telling us anything. Maybe they shut off most of their Bitcoin mining a few months ago. But in Oklahoma – We are an incredibly green state, and it was shocking. I didn't know this until I became a Bitcoin miner. How much of our energy is green energy? We are actually an incredibly green state. All right. Well, hey,
2: you know what? Here's what I want to do, Chris. So <clears throat> recently me and you did a segment uh, for the Oklahoma News Report on OETA. And we addressed a lot of these issues in the, in the interview. And I'm going to play one of my answers that didn't air on TV due to time constraints. But I felt it was a good answer with some some valid points. So we're going to go ahead and take a listen to that. All right. And this is the longer one? Yeah. Uh, two one? minutes and 50 seconds. Okay.
4: But really what I wanna to touch on from an investment standpoint is something that Chris mentioned and that is the power consumption. That, that could be a problem. The price of uh, Bitcoin went shot up when Elon Musk came out and said, we are gonna now accept Bitcoin as payment for Tesla. And then what happened not, short long, uh, not long after that, he came out and said, well, we're not gonna do that.
5: There's gonna be a ginormous push about the ESG stuff in order to fearmonger people not to get into Bitcoin. The first thing we have to realize about money in general Money is a representation of our life. It is representation of our life force, our time, labor, energy and resources. And what makes something a fair form of money is the simple fact that both the producer and the user have to spend time, labor, energy and resources to either bring it into existence or work for it. Right now, our current system is not like that. I do want to address, you know, we have to look at the utility of Bitcoin's value proposition. Um, Let's think about this, the petrodollar, the fiat dollar system. In order to keep the United States as the world reserve currency, we have had to basically print money out of thin air to fund a massive military in order to protect the trade the trade routes, in order to incentivize OPEC nations to still trade their oil in dollars. Uh, think about how many fossil fuels that the, the U.S. military uses. We use. billion gallons of fossil fuel a year to protect the dollar, and Bitcoin currently uses as much energy as the country of Sweden, and that might sound like a lot, but think about this. Bitcoin currently only uses half of the amount of energy that is needed to run the current banking system along with the gold mining industry. Uh, Bitcoin's proof of work basically incentivizes miners to find the cheapest form of energy. And guess what? The, the cheapest form of energy is not always fossil fuels. It's actually renewable energies in re- remote locations. Yeah. And so Bitcoin allows you to it's unlock the of potential fuel. of natural and remote energy sources, things like hydro, wind, solar. Uh, and with a satellite connection, you can literally set up a mining rig in remote locations and monetize this energy. Uh, and like I said, money is a tool that represents energy. Uh, bitcoin is the only tool that does not bleed this energy during its transportation. Uh, oil and natural gas companies, let's let's speak on this for a minute. They are using bitcoin mining to capture this this flaring that's really bad for the environment, and they're turning this into electricity and they're mining bitcoin. So bitcoin is actually helping the environment in this matter. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, we we need to 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 be mindful that you know this is new and emerging, and to. To think that, you know, we need to poo-poo it immediately because we don't understand it or because it's using a lot of energy. Well, what is the utility value of that energy consumption?
2: Chris, what what do you think about that? I know you were going to add a comment right after that.
4: Well, I think this is, first of all, that was so well said on the show and I was it was a really great show to be a part of with you there. The motivation to pursue renewable energy starts with the cost and whenever you're going to build a, a like a hydro energy dam or a wind farm, there's a lot of upfront capital expense. However, if you have a captive audience, consumer of said energy, to immediately say, I'm going to guarantee and use half a gigawatt, or I'm going to use a gigawatt, or I'm going to use even 100 megawatts. And a lot of people, I'll explain what those energy metrics are as, in relation to your everyday life here in a minute. But the most important thing to know is, we, us Bitcoin miners, motivate these energy manufacturing entities to pursue these these uh, renewable energy resources and and we can help fund it, we actually are funding it. There is some new uh, uh, substations being built by Northern data on hydro energy as we speak in Oklahoma.
2: Well, we got to go to break, but we got more fun and uh, just interesting content coming right up, so stay put because we're going to continue this conversation
1: interestingly, I just talked to PSO not too long ago you know, they just opened up part three of their big wind farm complex in western Oklahoma. And do you know about half of our energy in Oklahoma is already generated by, by PSOs, um, electricity generated by wind? Wow, that's that's uh, yeah. impressive. And and about the other half is mostly natural gas. Wow. A little bit of coal next in. Hey, you are listening to Cryptocurrency <clears throat> with Matthew J. Moore. We are live and local on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. We're going to take a quick time out now, get you caught up on some of the other stuff that's going on, and then we'll come back and have more of this conversation about yeah, you can be green and go Bitcoin. You can you can swallow the orange pill and not have to stay awake at night worrying about the environment. It's true. Quick time out. More cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore next on 102.3 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk welcome back to cryptocurrency with Matthew J Moore I'm Russell Mills thank you very much for tuning in this evening fascinating conversation with Chris Ransell from American Bit power of course Eric Cooper's here as well but the guy that put this whole rodeo together and kind of keeps us in the corral his name is Matthew J Moore hey
2: Matt. That's right. I'm always preparing uh, some interesting topics along with some, uh, some fun ideas and bullet points. But to hash it all out is uh, the people that I love the most, and that's the people here in the studio. And uh, so, Eric, I, uh, I want you to uh, go ahead and kick us back off here, man.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we are here with, uh, once again, Chris Ransdell, Vice President of American BitPower here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, Chris, one of the reasons why Bitcoin is fair money is because of its proof of work mining. Can you describe the proof of work versus the proof of stake? and uh, you know, just maybe touch on why you think maybe the proof of stake is a little
4: bit closer to the fiat system that we're uh, trying to get out of right now. Absolutely. For, to explain proof of work versus proof of stake, we got to start with explaining what proof of work means. Yeah. So first of all, the Bitcoin mining machines, the ASICs, they are cranking out over and over and over a more complex formula, the SHA-256 algorithm, to p- protect and to validate the the ledger process the ledgers of the Bitcoin transactions this is proof of work I'm I'm speaking as quickly as possible to touch on this because I don't that's a whole Mm -hmm. other subject I could go in that for an hour in in itself so proof of work is doing a a calculated labor why I say labor it's it's work in a computer over and over and over again on millions and millions of machines using you know multiple gigawatts of energy it's making it very challenging so that we can't be hacked it's it's protecting the Bitcoin a proof of stake is when people put their, their their currencies into a currency, so they're, they're they're putting their value and their worth into that currency, and the comparison I get, by make it out to be like is being pot committed in a poker game. Mm-hmm. If all of us at this table are playing poker and we've all put chips in the game, we want the game to work. We want the game, to, and as soon as someone cheats, the game is broken, yep. the chips are no longer worth anything because you can't cash them out in a place that went under. Yeah. So we're all sitting here going, we're all bet into this, and so therefore, if we all keep our money in it, we're staking it, then it's going to stay strong and no one's going to... Because why would you poke a hole in a ship you're sitting in and have it sink with you in it? However, it does lend itself to be a little bit like fiat currency, because the way the ledgers are validated and said, yes, this is true, has to do with how much you as an individual have staked that currency. So it actually can be kind of swayed and influenced, and potentially compromised by someone having more stake than you do, or by a handful of people. Yeah. Exactly, it could be it could be a, essentially a a stake cabal, for lack of
2: better word. And and I would say that you know historically, proof of stake has been more prone to fifty one percent attacks. Yes, uh, had- on the, on their networks. Uh, and you know, and to 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 drive that home, I mean, it's it's not a fair form of syst- of a system because a lot of times there can be pre-mines. So, in other words, the the distribution of the assets
4: themselves can often get uh, disproportional. And right now, you're seeing the number one, I mean, of fifty percent of the entire cryptocurrency market share is Bitcoin. So that's number one. That's proof of work. You know, I believe it'll always be proof of work. We've seen spinoffs; they have not flown. I think we're going to be stable moving forward. The number two, which is half of the remaining half, is Ethereum, also proof of work, Mm. something we mine over at at American BitPower. So we're talking 75% of the whole cryptocurrency market share And more technically, because there's other ones that are proof of work, are proof of work. That is the most stable, that's most reliable, and it is the most democratic and fair. Right. And, you know, uh, recently with these uh,
2: aggressive ad campaigns targeting Bitcoin mining, a a couple – I don't know if you saw this, Chris – but a couple on Twitter known as the Crypto Couple produced an ad firing back at uh, these misinformation ads. And uh, they are often known for their pro-ironic Bitcoin humor. And in my opinion, they have, uh, or they're literally, a living meme uh, in defense of Bitcoin. And I recently asked them if I could play their audio from this uh, little clip that they, they did. Uh, and they did give me permission, so I thought I'd go ahead and share it. Let's, let's take a listen. This is Sweden, one of the leading industrial nations in Western Europe, home to a population about the size of Chicago's. And don't forget IKEA!
6: There's a cryptocurrency that uses 0.1% of the world's energy production per year and stores twice as much value as Sweden's GDP, Bitcoin.
0: Stock footage like this is used as propaganda because Bitcoin mining is powered by a higher mix of sustainable energy than any major country or industry in the world.
6: For perspective, two-thirds of the energy produced globally is literally wasted. If they're genuinely worried about the climate, why don't they use these scary images to talk about gold mining or the military-industrial complex? because they want to control Bitcoin. Enter proof of work.
0: A bunch of computers all over the world use energy to secure the Bitcoin network. Thus, there is no single point of failure, and it can't be manipulated. They scare you with these images because for the first time in history, this means no government, central bank, corporation, or random billionaire can change the rules to benefit themselves.
6: Here's the thing. Proof of Work ensures there are not only a few dozen decision makers who decide what happens to Bitcoin. Millions of people around the world use Bitcoin, and there are tens of thousands of node operators and miners.
0: If that sounds crazy, that's because it's never been done before. You don't have to be a tech billionaire or on Wall Street to benefit from Bitcoin.
6: Because like the planet, Bitcoin is for everyone. So let's fix the money.
0: And try to fix the world.
6: So, yeah, I don't know if you saw that
2: one, Chris, but uh, i I was kind of uh, chuckling a little bit when I when I saw it on Twitter, but uh, I thought it was pretty well put together. Um, but uh, you know they were addressed. The reason why they made this is they were addressing the ad campaign. Uh, by, I think it was Chris Larson with uh, XRP. Uh, and, uh, you know, now, to be fair, I'm not a, I'm not an XRP fan, but I'm also, you know, I'm also for free market of ideas competing against each other. And I even own some XRP for just disclosure. So, but Bitcoiners, before you throw the stones at me, uh, <laughs> simply, uh, I'm doing this simply for the fact that once this lawsuit that they are involved in with the SEC is over, the price will probably go up and I'll probably buy some more Bitcoin. Uh, so so here's, here's the thing you got to consider. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hang on to it. I'm not going to use it. Uh, and any project that is trying to work with the banks or is trying to consolidate power is a red flag to me. And it defeats the purpose of these crypto ecosystems that are popping up. And as we learned last week from a caller, uh, which I did a little bit of research, uh, you know, he brought up this idea of ISO 222 compliant Uh, And I did the research that I found is that there's a international organization of standardization that is behind the creation of this ISO 222 standard. The organization introduced this as a way to have one standard method of developing messages between financial institutions. This is an effort uh, driven by the financial incumbents. And the problem, in my opinion, uh, the problems facing us today is the current order and system that we face. So that is why people ask me why I push Bitcoin and for its adoption. That's one of the reasons. I feel like Bitcoin can fix a lot of these issues. Uh, I want a free market system of money, and Bitcoin is obviously the best option we have when it comes to this. So besides, I mean... Bitcoin can't be taken to court. There is no real leader, no office, and uh, no CEO. This is literally, there's really no one to go after. So it's a decentralized open source software that just lives and breathes on the internet.
4: Chris, what, what do you think about that? Well, I just, I, first of all, this was a very, it was a very entertaining little advertisement. I, I'm, I'm not to go look them up and see what else they've been doing there. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate you sharing with that. So first of all, a lot of people don't understand is that everything in this world has a cost, okay? And... Where they're attacking, people are attacking us for the, you know using all this energy. When actually we are going to be salvaging a lot of energy as well. Let's let's take it for instance the issue of batteries. Okay. Batteries are currently to make a battery. You have to mine lithium. You have to mine nickel. You have to mine cobalt. There's chemicals that are, in, and many of the places we're mining them are not here in America. They're in, they're in nations that don't have any any kind of ESG regulations. And they're like huge holes in the earth. Yes, yeah, it's, it's holes. And then we're going through massive amounts of petroleum to do so. Mm-hmm. So this is this is truly like. I, I, and by the way, I'm not saying batteries are the devil. I'm just saying right. that they are—they're not an economic, nor are they an ESG green solution for storage and transportation of, of energy. And so, if you have all this stranded energy, if we have this massive amount of stranded energy across the globe in multiple formats, whether it be wind, solar. Because right now, if you put a bunch of solar panels out there and you don't—you don't have the right network to get that energy away out there, it's got to be stored. And that is overly expensive. It's not cost efficient, and it's not healthy to the earth to store that. Well, how else can we store energy? we can store it in the cloud. And immediately you go well I can't turn bitcoin energy. Yes you can cuz you can go buy and pay for an alternate source elsewhere. So it transports it free of cost across the globe and it stores that that stranded resource that we're just that just like solar is just going through our earth all that are going all over earth every day when we're not using it all. So this is an opportunity for us to treat Bitcoin as an energy battery or a resource battery, a place to store it temporarily and then reapply it through spending it on a different location for a new resource. So I could turn essentially solar energy into buying apples across the planet. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, but I, I'm under the impression, you know, with, with Texas and the
2: grid problems that they had during one of these last winter storms a couple of years ago, uh, you know, B- Bitcoin mining has really popped up strong in Texas. And yes. uh, and they are, I guess, because of the the new energy demand from the Bitcoin miners, uh, they, they are, caught, you know, caught, I guess, using this excess energy. And then when there are problems with energy, you know, like they need more energy, uh, they can basically turn off their machines and have that energy be used in the grid instead of, I think, was it last time when they had that, that problem with
4: the, the ice storm? They didn't have enough energy. Right. Now, that, we call that the, the, the curtailment programs. Texas and Oklahoma both have incredible curtailment motivations. And what that means is there's 8,760 hours in a year. About less than 1% of the, uh, those hours are incredibly high need, high demand hours. Cryptocurrency miners, we can just shut off. So right. if we're if we're sitting on using a a, a large chunk, let's say we're five percent of that energy in that state, then we can immediately provide by just choosing to shut off and being or motivated to to be you know be com- a sense of the community, but also we're economically motivated, right? And we can turn off and provide five percent boost of net uh, of network energy on the grid to to the demand that is all of a sudden out of nowhere. Especially in emergency situations, such as the freeze we had last year. Well, and you mentioned too with the the
2: dams. Like a lot of times when you are debating on whether to build a dam, whether the demand for that energy is
4: going to be there, right? Well, that's the biggest problem with building a dam because a dam can provide gigawatts. And just let's just read. You might have heard gigawatts in Back to the Future. One point mm-hmm. twenty one gigawatts, and you can travel in time. It's because that's a lot of freaking energy. Okay. Yeah. So when we we're talking about the gigawatts, that's a thousand megawatts. A megawatt is a thousand kilowatts, and a house uses about five kilowatts, just to put in perspective. And so if you, you're building a hydro dam, it's going to produce sometimes as much as 10 gigawatts. And if you don't have a market that's going to need it, it's not going to justify the capital expense yeah. to build it up front. However, if you have a group of miners coming to us, just like we have Core Scientific who just uh, moved to the uh, Oklahoma area. We have Northern data who's actually building a, a substation on the hydro dam over at, at GRDA. So we have these ones coming to our state because we're we're Bitcoin friendly number one uh, from a legislative perspective, but also because it's economic
2: right yeah I mean so in essence, it's creating the viability of exactly. building these renewable energy sources and uh, being able to turn on and off uh, depending on supply and demand, right?
4: Which is the basic fundamental of all economics, of macroeconomics.
2: Wow, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, fun, fun, fascinating thing to think before we go to break here. Societies have typically been built around sources of energy, whether it be oceans, rivers, lakes. Uh, where fossil fuels are found, there's a, there's a lot of times we we as humans throughout history have built, uh, you know, uh, we resided in places where there was abundant energy and access to that energy. But Bitcoin mining, you can go to remote locations and tap some of this uh, energy that was not viable to tap before, and you can almost start developing and living in those areas too. I mean, if if I'm
4: right, I mean, yeah, Bitcoin mining is totally location agnostic. Right. I mean, we can we can literally build a warehouse or drop a bunch of containers in the middle of nowhere. And take advantage of a resource that's being wasted, especially the flared gas. And yes. I think that thing, that's one thing that we, a lot of people don't realize is how much pollution flared gas is creating. And it's a necessity. They don't go, why are you flaring it? Because it's coming out. It's right. got to go, go somewhere. And it, and we burn it, it actually is is less toxic. So it's they're actually helping the situation by burning it, but we can help it by using it. Right. And, and the whole And point. you don't have to
1: transport that energy. Yeah. You, right. you can build the you can build the the mining operation right there where In that the natural gas is yeah. getting flared. It doesn't matter. And so there's no transportation issues. There's no security issues. I mean, it just it just makes sense. And Oklahoma is poised so beautifully to take full advantage of this if we'll just do it. And you guys are working on that really Literally, hard. Literally, we are
4: doing it, yes.
1: Right. It's happening right now all right we'll go ahead and take a quick time out and uh then we'll come back and talk some more with our experts on cryptocurrencies bitcoin and mining operations it's interesting stuff stick with us you're listening to cryptocurrency with matthew J. moore and this is 1023 krmg tulsa's news and talk Welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Sometimes I wish we could just open up the conversation during the commercial breaks and play that Yeah, yeah those are some of the sometimes fun. Sometimes that's, con- that's super interesting, too. And I can use all my bad words, which I can't do. The- <laughs>
3: yeah, can't I said freaking the, the other day. Anyway,
1: I got nothing but good words for this guy. He's He's uh, been doing this show now. This is episode 42. I've learned so much from him. I appreciate him. His name is Matthew J. Moore. Hey, Matt. I know, Russell. It's almost been a year. Can you believe that? No. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> with everything that's gone in a year, in some ways it feels like
2: a uh, five minutes, in other ways it feels like a decade. I know. I know. Well, and uh, in studio with us is my co-host, Eric Cooper. Eric, give it a hello.
3: Yes, sir. I'm actually looking to see what the episode one was because, I mean, we started pitching on this idea around December of 20 or
2: 19? Uh, no, no, I know this. I think... Uh, we did it in my office. It was in April. Well, when
3: we first started talking about oh. it with Levi May, the uh, the program director, you know, he was ecstatic because he said, "This is content that we don't nobody else has." Exactly. Right.
2: Well, and uh, also in studio with is our uh, Bitcoin miner from American Bit Power, Chris Ransdell. Uh Welcome back, man. Thank you very much. Was, uh, great to be here. Yeah, man. We've enjoyed it. Well, this show, just so you know, is only made possible by our wonderful sponsors. And today, this segment is brought to you by our newest and local sponsor. Spring is in the air. Did I bet you uh figured that one out. Uh, In Oklahoma, that means uh, tornadoes and nasty pollen all over the place. Uh, There's nothing we can do about those tornadoes, but we can definitely help you with that yellow pollen tinted car that becomes so prevalent this time of year. That's why we uh, this segment is uh, sponsored by uh, Bubble Up Car Wash in Broken Arrow off of 470 East Kenosha Street. They are Broken Arrow's newest locally owned car wash with all the bells and whistles, I might add, to make your car clean, shiny, and dry. So come take advantage of their free vacuums, air wands, And towels. They have unlimited wash plans starting at $19.99 a month. And you can add family members for $15 a month per vehicle. So what are you waiting for? Go cheer up. Go cheer up at Bubble Up. And who knows? You might catch a glimpse of their family dog, Bentley the Bubble Up pup. You can check them out at www.mybubbleup.com. Today we have had a wonderful show with our special guest, Chris Ransdell. Chris, is there, I guess is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd
4: like to make known uh when it comes to this topic wow uh, what we didn't cover there's so many so many side little rabbit trails we could have gone down i don't want to, to talk too much about it but I, we didn't mention exactly how green oklahoma really is we said it but we didn't say the details we're number two in wind energy in the in the united states of america as far as the states we're number three in natural gas and we're second to the bottom in our coal consumption coal being the, the largest contributor to the carbon footprint as far as energy uh, development and this has been made a it's been motivated since 2015 so there's been a lot of shift since 2015 we wasn't we couldn't have bragged like this back then but now we can so if you were to be a
2: guessing man as a bitcoin miner you know we know estimate roughly
4: that we bitcoin, guess a lot yeah,
2: yeah right <laughs> yeah but that but it's it's proposed that bitcoin mining currently uses you know, about half of its mining for uh, renewable with new- renewable energy. Right. Would you, if you, if you were to be, you know, cast out a prediction there? Do you think that number is going to increase?
4: That's not even a guess. It's an absolute. It's absolute. It, it's 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 a necessity to the mining process for it to start migrating to more economic solutions. Those solutions are green, and those they need to move to the United States, and they already are. We had 1.8 gigawatts of mining operation moved to Oklahoma over the past nine months. Okay, that is a lot of operations, a lot of tax money, by the way, to our state that could have gone somewhere Mm -hmm. else. That's a lot of job opportunities that could have gone somewhere else, and it came here. Why? Because we have the most available and most cost-efficient energy off of wind, hydro, natural gas, and a very small single-digit percentage in coal. Yeah, and you you
3: didn't leave your— previous job to hop into the mining and crypto industry to come in and just buy the most expensive gas and and to do your (laughs) job. I mean, obviously, as it goes on, you're trying to find a way to be more profitable. So Again, we said that natural gas, the wind, whatever those things are, those are the cheaper way for you. Absolutely. Oh, you're going to go where where the wind takes you, pun intended. Oh, yes. And uh, now, Chris, you are American Bit Power. You're the vice president. Um, let our listeners know how
4: they find more
3: about you personally and uh, about the company.
4: Absolutely. Well, first of all, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and the Internet under American Bit Power or A Bit Power. That's our uh, t- uh, tag on multiple social medias. But American Bit Power easily found. You can also find me, Chris Ransdell. I have my own personal Facebook page, Rans Rants, where I will speak my mind unfiltered and sometimes get myself in trouble. If you want to see a more sometimes. filtered version, friend me on Facebook. Believe it or not, my private is, is more filtered than my public. <laughs> well, here's, here's a, a little
2: speculative question for you, Chris, before we close this out. So do you think a lot of this proof-of-stake, proof-of-work, you know, debate about, you know, let's get Bitcoin to change to uh, proof-of-stake, proof-of-stake is currently typically regulated as a security instead of uh, a commodity uh, like proof-of-work. So, you know, with Bitcoin being more of a commodity and you've got things like XRP and other cryptos that want Bitcoin to be regulated in a similar way, so there's not this, you know, difference between the two, do you think that there might be some kind of push to do this because they want to be fighting in the same ring under the same rules?
4: I feel like you were tiptoeing around a very important point. <laughs> You're being very politically correct. Uh, there are there are powers that be that want to be able to control money and Bitcoin is uncontrollable and they're threatened by that. And this is a fact. This is a scientific fact. This is not an opinion. This is, a, this is how Bitcoin with a proof of work and how it operates So we are going to keep it proof of work, and we're going to fight for that because it's going to keep the power out of the hands of the greedy people that are trying to control us. So I'll be the one to say that. I know that sounds conspiracy theory, but you can actually look at the facts. You don't don't have to look at conspiracies. You don't have to look at opinions. You look at the data and the way science and, and the technology works behind cryptocurrency and behind Bitcoin. So the proof of stake is more vulnerable. And it does start trending towards the SEC's regulatory domain, where proof of Proof of work and the commodity that is Bitcoin doesn't. It is like gold. It is a place to hold wealth that will appreciate and will not depreciate because there is a finite, permanently finite, programmatically finite amount of Bitcoin.
3: And we just passed 19 million, and we have 21 coming, so that's— uh, It's going to take 100
4: we... years to mine the remaining two, the remaining 200 million Bitcoin.
3: And I, and I think— really? Char-
4: 200 million. No,
3: sorry, sorry, not <laughs> 2 million. <laughs> 2 million. And I think Char- <laughs> Charlie said it a while back, is the entire world is going to compete for the final 2 million. Right. So if you haven't hopped in, we're still early. And, Matt, um, we do this because you want to help people, educate people. So, Matt, tell people, again, if, if you don't—what's proof of stake? What's proof of work? What's crypto— in yeah, general,
2: they can just go to my website, mattjmore.com and set up a consultation i and be more than happy to visit with them. Did you have a question?
3: I was did.
1: I, I, had a, I had a question because, you know, if they're saying, well, we want to have proof of stake uh, instead of proof of work, which I, I agree with you guys, if anybody cares, I think that's crazy. But how are they going to make that happen? We just got done talking about how nobody controls Bitcoin. Nobody rules Bitcoin. Nobody flips a switch and makes Bitcoin do anything. It is owned literally by the entire planet. So how how could they even do that? Would well, it be the miners that would that would decide? Or yeah. I'm not sure how that would work.
2: So the, the miners and the people running full nodes, about 94% of them would have to agree to these uh, backwards compatible changes uh, to the blockchain, and they're not going to do that. They're, and they're so, just not. And, right. and, and, and so if they don't do it, what happens is there's a hard fork and a completely new blockchain is created, and that's happened multiple times in Bitcoin's history for multiple different reasons. But guess what? Bitcoin won every single time. I mean, not just one; they dominated.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. and it's still. I mean, Bitcoin is the 800-pound gorilla and his bodyguard in this in this realm. <laughs> I mean, right. Right. Yes. It is when you're talking cryptos, you're essentially talking Bitcoin and all those other guys. Right, I mean, right. all due respect to Ethereum right. and, and right. Doge or right. whatever, but there's hundreds of them. But the the big one and the one that I think is here to stay for sure is going to be
2: Bitcoin. And that's why we talk a lot about Bitcoin on the show. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, Eric, any uh, final closing thoughts? I just got to
3: say, you know, it's Bitcoin is the is the eight hundred pound gorilla. We all want uh, we all want uh, innovation happening, and so we're for innovation. We're for new projects, and I think that's very important to say. But when it all comes down to it, Bitcoin's what we depend on.
4: That's right. Chris, last thoughts before we go? I'm just looking forward to seeing you guys on the beach next week yeah, for Bitcoin 2022.
1: Well, I won't be there, and that's probably it comes as a great relief to all three of you. Yeah.
3: Next year, <laughs> next year, you're coming.
1: My legs are white enough to like spark police <laughs> calls. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for tuning in for Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. We're here every Sunday at 5 p.m. and talking about this stuff, and hopefully we'll have more opportunity to talk with you about it, too. So stay tuned. We'll be here next Sunday. I'm Russell Mills. See you then.